0: Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Happy Monday, March 15th. Guys, we made it. It's NCAA Championships Week, the big dance It's going to run Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, and it is going to be tremendous, and we're going to spend all week getting you ready for the tournament in various ways, both with stories and with podcasts. On today's show, got some interviews lined up for you guys with some star wrestlers that are going to be competing this week. Um, Iowa's Spencer Lee, of course, is on the docket, but so is Oklahoma State's Dayton Fix, uh, North Carolina State's Hayden Hydley Penn State's Aaron Brooks, and Minnesota's Gable Stevenson. Before we get to them, though, we'll do a miniature weekend. Freestyle to recap the fun weekend of wrestling. Um, NWCA hosted the Division Three National Championships at Extreme Arena in Coralville, and the Grand View Women's Program also made a small bit, bit of history at the NAIa Women's National Tournament as well. So we'll lead with those, and then we'll get to the interviews. That's today's show. We got plenty more interviews, breakdowns, reactions, all that fun stuff coming this week to get you ready for the National Tournament, Division One National Wrestling Tournament. Been so long since we've been able to say that um, in St. Louis later this week so let's cue up that intro music and we'll run through the weekend freestyle real quick and then we'll get you guys to the rustler interviews thanks a bunch for tuning in today and I hope you guys enjoy Hey guys, Cody here. Quick weekend freestyle, like I said at the top of the show. Before we get to some interviews um, pertaining to the Division One national championships later this week, um, I'm gonna be saying that probably a lot because I'm just so jazzed about it, guys. It's been—it's just—it's been so long since we've been able to just kind of get excited about really big wrestling events like this, and um, you know, this year's tournament just combined with with the pandemic and what the kind of the last year or so has brought and. Um, I don't know, it's I we're all kind of teetering on the on the, you know, somewhere between nervous and excitement. And I think I always tend to lean a little bit more toward excitement than I do nervousness. But Um, that's just kind of the wrestling fan in me coming out and just, I'm super pumped. Um, you know, I know I'm, I'm a little bit more fortunate than, than most in that I'm going to get, I'm going to be in the building. I'm going to be in the enterprise center. Not very many people are going to get that opportunity. A lot of you guys are going to have to watch it online or, or through TV. I know that ESPN is going to be carrying the whole thing. ESPN plus is going to have, um, you know, cameras for every mat, um, ESPN U, I think, is carrying the, the, the first couple days, uh, you know, the first sessions of the first couple days. ESPN 2 is going to carry, um, you know, I think Thursday night session. ESPN Maine is going to have the semifinals and the finals. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, I think uh, uh, homeboy at, uh, at Bash Mania, Justin Bash, he, he, he released, uh, maybe not released, but he at least found the, the programming schedule, um, you know, the broadcast schedule, I suppose that we should call it, um, in the lead up to. This weekend. So that's there. Check it out. If not, I'm going to hopefully write something up later today or or first thing tomorrow just to kind of give you guys a a touch point of of where to go to watch all the action this weekend. Um, But yeah, man, I'm going to be in the building. I'm really excited to watch some high level wrestling. Got to see a lot of high level wrestling really all season just between Ames and Iowa City and Um, you know, got to, got to follow along with the, you know, I got to be at the big 10 tournament, right. Got to follow along at the the big 12 tournament, the NAIA men's tournament, um, the women's collegiate national tournament. Um, and then this past weekend that continued right with the NAIA women's national tournament. Grandview, we'll touch on them here in a minute, but I wanted to begin the freestyle was what happened at extreme arena this weekend, man, because it was really, really cool. Um, you know, I think the the line that I ended up using was that Extreme rima played host to the best version of the greater wrestling community this weekend, and I and I kind of wanted to touch on that before we get into the action because there were a lot of Iowa schools that were, um, you know, that, that wrestled really really well this weekend. But um, you know, let's backtrack a little bit before we get to there about why I thought this was really really cool. Um, the National Wrestling Coaches Associations um, hosted the Division Three National Championships on Friday and Saturday in Coralville um, 34 teams uh, shade under 300 total wrestlers uh, wrestlers gathered and competed um, you know just like they would any other year 80 all-americans 10 champs were crowned on Saturday night and and this event you know the national wrestling competition for division three colleges under the NCAA it's occurred every year since 1974 say for last year when all NCAA winter sports championships at all levels had their um, you know they were canceled because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic right um, but this event specifically and here's kind of the point I wanted to make here. The, the Division Three National Wrestling Championships was not supposed to happen this year, or at least the NCAA had no plans to host it. Um, the NCAA announced last month that all winter uh, sports championships for Division Three would be canceled. They cited low participation numbers as the reason, uh, meaning for the second consecutive year, there would be no winter sports championships. And Here's a quick reminder about why that's such a big deal here in Iowa, um, but especially nationwide. There are 441 Division III um, colleges around the country. 11 of them are here in Iowa you know we talk a lot about Wartburg and Coe and Loris um, but you know there's also Cornell College there's also Simpson there's also Buena Vista University of of Dubuque Um, you know Luther College there's there's a lot of opportunities here for um, people to compete for high school athletes to continue competing at the next level boy girl wrestling football basketball track whatever the case may be there's just that that opportunity is is tremendous and and the winter sports athletes were kind of getting screwed again, right? Like that's, it, it really sucked to see it, um, come down the way that they did. And and I thought the participation numbers, while I kind of understand it, I still don't really, um, as to why the NCAA, like that's the reasoning the NCAA decided that they didn't want these guys to compete or why they weren't going to sponsor championships. Um, so yeah, we kind a you know, little downward here and now we're, we're on our way back up. We're, we're about to talk about the good stuff because, um, You know, this decision by the NCAA, I think, really revealed um, again why the greater wrestling community often separates itself from virtually every other sport, right? Uh, two days after the NCAA announced that there would be no winter championships for Division III athletics this year, USA Wrestling released a statement saying that it wanted to provide a national competition for the Division III programs. Four days after that, the NWCA announced that it would be hosting a Division III national tournament, even though the details still kind of needed to be working out. Okay, we got progress here, right? This is where you bring in Extreme Arena, and specifically Luke Eustis, manager of sports development for Iowa City and the Coralville Convention and Visitors Bureau, so think Iowa City and Dick Simmons, NWCA Hall of Famer, um, plenty of experience directing and running national tournament events. You know D two D three whenever they come to Iowa and they're in Eastern Iowa. He's the man, right? So Simmons, he's previously overseen six division, three national wrestling championships when they came to Cedar Rapids. Eustace used to work. He was a former Iowa wrestler, right? But he also used to work as the Iowa Wrestling Program's director of operations. He played roles in bringing other big wrestling events to eastern Iowa like USA Wrestling Senior National Championships last fall as well as the grapple on the gridiron in 2015. I know everybody loved that event when it came to Kinnick Stadium. So both Eustace and Simmons tag-teamed the effort to bring this weekend's event to Extreme Arena. They wanted to give the Division Three wrestlers a chance to fulfill an opportunity that was taken from them last year because of the pandemic. NWCA and Mike Moyer and all his guys jumped on board, which led us to this past weekend. The tournament went off without a hitch, right? Wartburg's athletic department stepped up and helped with testing all the athletes, coaches, and tournament personnel. A limited capacity was allowed in to watch live, so those that weren't could watch it on flow wrestling who streamed every match pretty cool of those guys right they usually don't give too much love to some of the smaller divisions excellent for them to be able to step up in this situation not every school participated for whatever reason but those that did put on a show right and they got to see you know big throws late points big pins so much more right just everything that makes the division three national wrestling tournament great i personally had not seen it live until this past weekend and i've always wanted to just because i've heard so many great things about it and just, you know, one seeds tend to go down and there's unseeded wrestlers that make runs and there's just all sorts of bonkers things that happen at the Division Three National Tournament. And, you know, last year was going to be my chance to finally see it because the schedule worked out that it was going to be in Cedar Rapids. And I was really amped. And then I got really sad when the COVID-19 pandemic forced its cancellation literally a day before it was supposed to start, right? So I, the wrestlers that did show up to Extreme Recon, uh, St- Extreme Arena this weekend, excuse me, just excellent showing from them um, the fans that landed tickets were passionate and rowdy shout out to Augsburg shout out to Luther shout out to Wartburg and Loris just shouting and barking at each other all weekend long across the arena they were pleading for takedowns they were pleading for stall calls they were synchronized in stalling red stalling green um, literally the whistle would restart and both wrestlers would be on their feet and they would immediately ask for stalling it was incredible right um, the NWCA gave awards to all 80 all Americans complete with a podium presentation and everything and the folks at extreme arena gave the wrestlers a full experience similar to every other national tournament complete with a single mat in the center of the arena's floor for the big stage feel that only comes with the finals just you know didn't have the stage didn't matter man they were at the center of attention they dimmed the lights they gave them the spotlight and the wrestling was spectacular this was an event that wasn't supposed to happen guys but the wrestling community as it often does rallied to pull it off for the athletes for the coaches for the fans for the sport It was just another shining example of what wrestling looks like at its best, which was just fantastic. That was the point I really wanted to make across here. Um, The wrestling itself was spectacular, right? Um, The only kind of weird oddity in this really cool story was the fact that when the NWCA announced that they were going to host this tournament, they weren't going to do it with team scores. Um, And we'll touch on that here in a minute because that was just kind of bizarre, right? Like every tournament like this has team scores, Um, but shout out to some folks that were able to keep track of team scores. Again, we'll touch on this in a second because I really wanted to get to the, the wrestling results and... Uh, because the Iowa teams balled out. Right. Um, you know, like there was for those of you guys that were following along, you know, Wartburg, Co, Loris. I mean, those they went one, two, three in the, you know, quote unquote, unofficial team scores. Right. Um, you know, Wartburg finished with eight All-Americans. Um, Coe and Loris both had nine. Um, Wartburg had, I think, what, six finalists, two champs. Um, it was just, it was just incredible wrestling. Loris had a couple of champs. Co had three champs, and I was just kind of scanning their history as I was watching all this wrestling unfold. And you know, their last champ, I think, if I if I read their history correctly, six total national champs before this weekend, and then they had three. Um, you know, their last one was in 2015. I mean, just incredible stuff from uh, co-head coach John Ostendorp and his crew, um, coach Eric Keller at Warburg. Again, another tremendous tournament from those guys. TJ Miller at Loris, the son of legendary coach Jim Miller, proving again um, with his staff and his wrestlers that Loris is another D3 team that people need to really be paying attention to because those guys all put on a show. I mean, it was spectacular. Um, You know, I may as well just start with the team race, I guess, because I know that it wasn't Technically, a team race. Like, they didn't give out team awards, right? Um, but people still kept track, right? Like, I mean, everybody knows how to use an ex, uh, Excel spreadsheet. There were some people that, you know, kind of have a tournament set up like this so they can keep track like that. Um, this is where I want to give a big shout out to uh, Co College Assistant Coach Ethan Ball. Um, he shared, he kept track of stuff all weekend. He kept track of team scores, he kept track of results, and he was able to share his breakdown with me um, over the weekend. Um, Warburg, I guess, unofficially won the team score, right? They scored 179 team points. Um, Co. finished second with 154.5, and, and then Loris finished third with 133.5. So, I really that's some high scoring team scores when, when you think of it. Um, but you know, just credit to those three programs and. Just the Division Three wrestling culture around the state of Iowa is a large reason why these guys are as successful as they are. Um, but then I also crunched some numbers at the end of the day. Um, 80 total All-Americans, right? Eight at 10 weights. 38 of those 38 All-Americans were from an Iowa college. Coe and Loris both had nine, like I said before. Wartburg had eight. But then Luther College had four. Central College had three. Cornell College had two. Buena Vista, Dubuque, and Simpson all had one. Simpsons, by the way. Dylan McChesney um, at 125 pounds. That's their first All-American since 2006 um awesome stuff for them for dylan peters and jeff mcginnis and those guys that are trying to bring that program back just awesome awesome stuff from really all the iowa colleges um seven of the 10 national champs were from iowa colleges co had three warburg had two loris had two um of the 20 national finalists 12 of them were from iowa colleges warburg had six co had four loris again had two loris hey DuHawks went two for two in the finals right um you know, it, it was just awesome to see. And, I, you know, I think this is well known by, by diehard D3 wrestling fans. Um, but Wartburg winning the team title keeps a trend that's been going on for, you know, two and a half decades now. Because either the Knights or Augsburg have won the Division three national team title every year since 1995. Augsburg this year finished fifth. Um, but they, you know, I think they still had like three guys in the finals. Um, you know, just really fun crowd. Really hard. I mean, their guys compete hard. Um, you know, since 1995, Augsburg has won 11 times, Wartburg has won 14. Um, you can make it 15 now for the Knights, even if it is unofficial, and it carries the NWCA label of the NCAA label. Um, but I know Wartburg coach Eric Keller mostly smiles on Saturday night after two of two of his guys were able to win titles. Four, you know, four others were able to get to the finals. Um, just really, really cool, really, really awesome. Just kind of. You know, again, no team score was kept, but I mean, just the the energy in the arena was pretty spectacular as all these teams were. Um, You wouldn't have guessed um, just by the way that all these guys were wrestling and and, you know, what they were trying to do on the mat and what the crowd was feeding them off the mat. And it was it was pretty spectacular. Um, Warburg may not have had as many All-Americans as Coe or Loris, but Keller's squad made up for it in firepower. Right. Um, You know, eight All-Americans, six of them got to the finals. David Hollingsworth and Kyle Briggs won titles at 57 and 74. The other four finalists, uh, Brady Kiner at 25, Christian Rump at 41, Brady Fritz at 49, and Zane Mulder at 165, former Cyclone. What's up? Um, Warburg also racked up substantial amount of bonus points over the few days. Um, I was, I just, here was kind of the rundown that I saw. Kyle Briggs. Um, at 74 four pins to reach the final and then he won in the final over Augsburg Solomon Nielsen by 10-0 major decision um, Hollingsworth had two pins in a major decision Mulder, Rumpf, Kiner and Fritz combined for five pins and five majors Joe Pins from uh, Dubuque Hempstead he took third at 133 two pins and two technical falls in, on his way to uh, to finishing third on the podium as a ton of bonus points resulted in an impromptu celebratory team picture. I think they were posting some stuff on social media too, where they were claiming, you know, national team champs, which you know, rightfully so. Man, they they performed very very well this weekend. Um, Co College you know second place unofficially um but three champs they turned in their best national tournament performance under head coach john ostendorp this weekend um second place team finish that would have been the highest finish ever um they finished third in 2012 they also took fourth in 08 at 09 10 and 14 um you know, Coe's nas- last national champ was in 2015, Farai Sawira. I'm probably butchering that name. I apologize. They had three title winners this weekend. Alex Friddle at 125, Brock Henderson at 33, and Josh Gerkey at 49, who won it on a fantastic scramble in the third period. It was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, four finalists. Brady Henderson also made the finals at 57, but he lost to Hollingsworth. Um, you had Caleb Reeves. He took third at 285. Um, he rallied from a quarterfinal loss. Um so he actually lost to Loris's Wyatt Reed um, at heavyweight. Reed ultimately won, uh, ultimately won the title. We'll get to Loris here in just a second. Um, you know, but they had—I mean, they had other All-Americans too. Riley Wright took fifth at 41. Ryan Schott took sixth at 84. And then uh, Ryan Kerensky and Tristan Westfall both took eighth, um, 65 and 74. So, you know, hey, shout out to Co, Um and Loris and Wartburg. You know, perhaps those are the guys that are going to rule the roost uh, moving forward in Division Three wrestling. Maybe if they separate them in the regional. I know all these guys usually end up in the same regional, which isn't really fair because then you don't have fantastic national tournaments like this. I know that's kind of, you know, is Iowa going to monopolize D3 wrestling? Maybe. I mean, if the guys are good enough, right, you got to give them the opportunity. Uh, but we mentioned Loras because the Dewhawks, they finished second at the 2019 NCAA Division III National Tournament when, the, you know, records were officially kept. Um, you know, they were one of the favorites last year to potentially win it and end the uh, Battle of the Burgs at the top of D3 wrestling before the pandemic. Um, and then they took third this weekend, right? They had nine All-Americans. Five of them finished fourth or better. Shane. Ligel and Wyatt Reed won titles at 84 and 285. Um, Jacob Krakow, 74. He rallied from a semifinal loss to take third. Zeke Smith at 49 took fourth. Um, And then Gabe Pfizer also took fourth um, as the 12th seed at 165. So good job there. Um, Yeah, man, those are, you know, those three teams, they really balled out. It was a lot of fun to watch those guys. The, The last note I really wanted to make on the D3 side of things, was uh, Braden Burt. That's a name that's going to sound really familiar to Iowa high school wrestling fans, especially in the Dubuque area. He won a state title for Western Dubuque in 2017, and now he's wrestling at Millican. And on Saturday night, Burt um, completed one hell of a weekend, guys. He he became Millican's first ever national champ. He won at 165 pounds, and he was also named the tournament's most outstanding wrestler because you're ready for these stats. He didn't allow a point all weekend. He outscored his five opponents 70 to zero. He, he, here was his route to the finals. Um, first round pin, um, two first period technical falls in the second and third round, right? First period technical falls, that's some Spencer Lee stuff. And then a third technical fall in the finals over Zane Mulder. Uh, takedown in two turns to lead 8-0, another takedown and turn to lead 14-0, then a walk-off escape, very Spencer Lee-ish. Not saying he's Spencer Lee, but that was a heck of a performance this weekend from Brayden Burt. Um, ran up to the stands to go find his family afterwards. That was pretty awesome to see. Um, So always cool to see Iowa high school graduates, former Iowa high school wrestlers doing well at other colleges. I know a lot of people really want to see them stay in school, in state, you know, especially with all the D3 opportunities that we've got in the state. But really awesome of Braden Burt to be able to come back to Iowa um, for a tournament that wasn't supposed to happen and and wrestle the way he did. Just absolutely tremendous. Uh, Last thing on this freestyle was um, wanted to touch on the NAIA Women's National Tournament because the Grandview women's wrestling team added a few exciting milestones to their short history this weekend right Um, the Vikings they competed at their first NAIA women's national championship ever Um, they were supposed to compete there last year but you know, COVID 19 threw a wrench into those plans. And ultimately, four Grandview Rustlers earned All American status. Andrea Schlabach took third at 136. Hunter Robinson took fourth at 170. Both of them actually made the semifinals and then rustled their way back to finish in the top four. And then Emma Cochran from Sheridan, um, she took fifth at 109. And Alara Couch, took seventh at 101 those are the first four all americans in program history guys that's really really cool um you know grandview ended up top 10 team finish um not quite on the same level as campbellsville or life university they finished one two by a pretty substantial margin um then you had wayland baptist oklahoma city southern oregon they rounded out the top five um again grandview probably a little ways to go to catch them um but this was a really good year it's been a really good 26 months for the program i mean think about it the program was added january 2019 uh angelo Crinzi, who is a former viking wrestler under nick mitchell he was hired as the women's coach in march 2019 um you know and then last year they you know they started racking up the first right the first win the first pin the first gold medal first competition um you know they i was there at uh at grandview when they beat central methodist um in november 2019 that was last year that was their first dual win literally 11 months after the program was born really cool to see that um this year they just kind of continued on that momentum right at one point this season, Granby was ranked number two in the NAIA team rankings. Um, Alexis Gomez, who's an Illinois native, and yes, uh, the sister of former Iowa State wrestler Austin Gomez, she became the first uh, wrestler in program history to earn a number one individual ranking in the NAIA poll. Um, they won the Heart of America Conference team title. They had five individual champs there. Then came this past weekend's results, right? Just kind of the next line in this all-important first chapter that was you know, kind of elongated or extended because of the pandemic, and they didn't get a chance to put a cap on last season um there are more firsts that are still out there for this grandview team to run down first top five team finish at the national tournament first uh, national team title right first individual national finalist first individual national champ right like that's probably the message going in after this season um, to the returning wrestlers and i know they've got some firepower coming in on the recruiting trail um, but you know, Hey, the groundwork established, very fun to kind of see them build this from the ground up. It's been a really exciting 26 months for the Grandview women's wrestling team. Um, you know, and based on the early returns, right. I think the next 26 months, uh, could shape up to be even better. That was the weekend in wrestling, guys. Pretty fun stuff overall. I'm really glad I got to go to Extreme Arena and catch. I know it was just the second day, not nearly as exciting as probably the first day is, just with you know eight mats on the floor, tons of wrestling, all that stuff, but... Really glad I could, you know, finally experience the Division Three NCAA or I guess NWCA Division Three National Wrestling Championships um, officially, right? But, man, there's tons of talent at that level. We knew that. But just, you know, seeing these other tournaments that aren't Division One wrestling, just a constant reminder of just all the talent that is out there at all these different levels. Um, so, yeah, really fun stuff. Um, big congrats to Grandview. That's really awesome as well, just continuing to raise the profile of women's wrestling in the state but now we can look ahead to the NCAA championships this week, right? As promised, we're kicking off that coverage with interviews of some of the nation's top wrestlers that will be competing this weekend. So let me clarify this for just a minute. The NCAA normally holds a press conference with select athletes and coaches on like the Tuesday or Wednesday ahead of the big dance. But this year, because of the pandemic, that wasn't going to happen. So they did it over Zoom after the brackets were released last week. Uh, Various members of the media, including your boy, uh, jumped on and asked questions with these guys. Um, And I've taken that audio and I've laid it down here for you guys as a podcast. So the wrestlers invited this year were Iowa Spencer Lee two-time NCAA champ returning Hodge trophy winner one seed at 125 pounds Oklahoma State and Fix past NCAA finalist past world team member one seed at 133 NC State's Hayden Heidly two-time All-American past NCAA finalist he's the two seed this week at 157 pounds Penn State's Aaron Brooks, two-time Big Ten champ. This will be his first NCAA uh, tournament, I believe, in which he will compete. He's the one seed at 184. And then Minnesota's Gable Stevenson, All-American, and the one seed at heavyweight. So they all touched on a bunch of different topics about just kind of this wild and weird season, what to expect this upcoming week, the opportunity to even wrestle this season, plenty of other things as well. So we'll run through them in that order. Spencer, Fix, Heidly, Brooks, and Gable, uh, cue up that transition music, and we'll get this thing rolling. I hope you guys enjoy the conversations uh, that they had and that they were able to offer. And I will see you guys on the other side.
1: Hey, Spencer, um, with the Olympic team trials less than a month away, how do you manage peaking for both the NCAAs and the trials?
2: Well, I mean, we're just getting ready for what's next right now, first of all, and that's uh, NCAAs, and then we're going to have a little bit of a break, like, I don't know what, 10 days or something before the big trials, and we'll be ready to go. Uh, we'll be in shape already. I think it's an advantage for me, and will be ready to go for you know the next big thing, which will be the big trials after that, so. Thank you. Uh,
3: Darren, go ahead. Yeah, Spencer, what is it about the NCAA championships that really seems to bring out the best in you? I mean, complete dominance the last two years.
2: Well, I say big time wrestler show for big time matches. So the bigger the stage, the better I wrestle. And I've always been like that. And I believe I've been like that since I was a little kid. So right. yeah, yeah. Scott, go ahead.
4: Yeah, Spencer, uh, kind of taking you all the way back here. What was it about Iowa that really uh, captivated you as a, as a youth in Pennsylvania and, and made it so uh, that was the place you wanted to go and, and make your mark?
2: Well, I mean, when I was young, uh, my coach came to Iowa. He was here, so I always had a little bit of a, like a, I like a, uh, was like a push, but like they always wanted us to wrestle like Tom and Terry Brands or Ironside or, or Macaravy. always watching videos of those guys and, uh, when I got older, eventually I uh, started getting recruited by them, and, and I fell in love with their coaching staff and their program and everything about the University of Iowa. And it was just, you know, at the end of the day, it was a it was a pretty easy decision when you really think about it. So, how does
4: uh, how do the brand style of wrestling? How does that how has that made you better?
2: Well, I, I I don't think I wrestle anything like either of them, but I think that their mindset and their mentality is what uh, changes everything about the people that come to this uh, program, and. I mean, you can really find two more passionate guys in the whole world and two guys that want to see everyone on the team succeed. And then it just rubs off on you and makes you want to run through a wall for them, so. uh,
1: Chris Werner, go ahead. Hi, Spencer. Uh, just, I don't know if you know, but it was, I think, a year ago today that everything kind of got canceled in the sports world. What do you kind of remember about that time and, how how do you how do you feel about getting back to to where you kind of were headed last year, uh, getting ready for kind of revenge this year?
2: Well, I'm just I'm just glad that, that the NCAA is doing everything they can to allow us to have an NCAA championship. Uh, last year was very hard, on you know every sport that didn't get to compete, so not just us in general, but uh, we're ready to go and we're excited and we're we're looking forward to finally getting it you know getting it done, getting, getting ready to you know win a national title as a team and individuals. So.
5: Mike
1: Willis, go ahead. Spencer, you've scored bonus points in every match you've wrestled this year. Um, while I'm sure that means that you're kind of executing the way you want to, is there any frustration with the fact that you can't get a, a full match in, basically?
2: I just got the score points, and that's all I care about is just what's next, what's the next point. Uh, if I don't have a full match all year, that'd be great, you know. But if I do, it doesn't matter. I'll be, I'm ready to go no matter what. Uh, seven minutes and more if needed. That's the mentality they instill upon me. And it's just scoring points every second of every single you know, part of the match and getting ready for what's next. So, I mean, I know it's a lot of, rep- I repeat a lot of things, but that's just how they are here. And that's just how I am as well, so. <laughs>
5: Cody Goodwin, go ahead.
0: Hey Spencer, um, where do you feel like you've grown the most since you've gotten to Iowa? And I mean, really, over the last maybe couple of seasons, because uh, it seems like that's you—you've you, taken it to a totally different level than even your freshman and sophomore seasons.
2: I just think I'm uh, more mature, more ready to go, uh, used to this kind of grind more, more, more or less, I guess. Because I, I feel like as a freshman, uh, I was kind of uh, all over the place. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I wrestled bad. But I'd have matches where I would, you know, kind of dominate someone and I'd wrestle them again and it'd be kind of close. And I just need consistency and being able to understand that uh, these guys, they want to win too, obviously. But, you know, you still got to put them, put them down and, and do what you got to do to, to you know, dominate. And I mean, every year you got to get better, so.
5: Scott.
4: Yeah, have you given any thought to to next year at all? I mean, you know, you do get an an extra year like any other athlete. This right now, uh, uh, will you return, or are you planning to just simply move ahead and and go through the uh, you know the the professional ranks or the you know the Olympic ranks going forward? Well, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. I think you're going to come back,
2: right? Sure. You're, you're very correct. I plan on coming back and competing for the of Women next year and stay another year with my brothers. Um, I think I owe it to them. And I want to be a four-time national champ. But right now, i got to be three. So we're worried about that right now. But So no questions about four-timers. I won't answer it. Um, three-time right now, and then come back and compete with my team with another national title as a team as well, because we're going to win this year. So. Uh,
5: Justin, go ahead.
6: Spencer, Justin Bash. Uh, so, talking to Gable yesterday, there's a lot of discussion on YouTube being the Hodge Trophy top top candidates. He's got a deeper field of competition, but you're pinning absolutely everybody. How much are you thinking about the Hodge going into next weekend?
2: I could honestly care less about the Hodge. Um, I don't even care if I win it. I just want to wrestle my best score points in every position in every second of the match and dominate. And if I win it, I win it. If I don't, I don't. It doesn't really matter to me um, because it's not something that you, I don't really want to put more pressure on myself or do anything like that. Like I have to pin and tech everybody. I don't care about that. Um, I just want to win. Wrestle also my hardest. And, you know, if Gable Stevenson wins it, then he probably deserved it because he's, he's pretty dang good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs>
5: All right, please raise your hand if there are any further questions for Spencer this morning. Uh, Cody, uh, go ahead.
0: Um, Spencer, I, everything that's happening this year and everything that the NCAA is, is trying to do to ensure that you guys get the opportunity to compete next week, um, you know, and then a couple weeks after, you know, a couple weeks after that, the Olympic trials, this was everything that was supposed to happen last year, right? Um, how much has just kind of this this process to get to this point after Everything went down last year. How much has kind of your, your your patience and your competitiveness, has in maybe in tandem, kind of been tested, um, just after the way everything went down and kind of the off season you guys had.
2: I think you attribute that to the you know, our, our coaching staff and our and everything you know, our our entirety of staff at the university as a whole. I think they did a great job um, making sure we we're safe and following protocols and doing everything we can to be the best. You know, even when we had a pause this year, that was for the best. That was for our our safety and and whatnot. Uh, I mean, we're we're just excited that they're allowing us the opportunity. Uh, last year was tough on everyone. You know, you miss something that can't really be taken back. I mean, I feel bad for all the seniors. I always say that those guys, they deserved a, a ring. You know, we were going to win national title in my mind. And uh can't really give it back to those guys. So uh, I feel like I'm not just winning for myself, but I'm also winning for them. And uh, I'm going to do my best to uh, bring it back for them as well and for myself and for the University of Iowa as a whole. So.
5: Scott.
4: Yeah. will you have eyes on any other wrestlers outside of your uh, weight class next uh, coming up next week, uh, just because of what's coming up uh, in early April. Um,
2: can you explain what you're asking me? Are you going to be watching fix at all? Uh, I'm going to be focused on myself. That's that's it. And if I happen to have to wrestle him at the trials, I'll be ready for him when his name is in front of mine. That's all that matters. I don't really watch people wrestle. I don't really watch any opponents. I don't scout anybody, because I really don't care what they do. Um, the coaches might tell me something that they, they might be good at or whatnot, but I just worry about what I do and my mentality and how I wrestle. So it's all that matters to me.
0: Cody? You mentioned the seniors. Um... How often do you guys still talk to Lugo? I know with all the protocols and whatnot, he's probably not in the room with you guys since he's doing the Hawkeye Wrestling Club thing. But I mean, how often do you guys still communicate with him and how much is he just kind of, you know, still supporting what the team is chasing this year?
2: I mean, he's supporting us the best way he can. Uh, you know, he's doing his own thing, getting ready for the trials. He's, get, he's getting ready uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see him some more. We're all used to being pretty close to each other. I mean, last year he was, uh, he was, you know, one of those guys that, like I said, really got kind of gypped. Um, I would have loved to see him get another year back, but I know that would have been hard for him to do. Uh, he's ready to go, and I mean, I'm excited to see him compete. I'll be with him at the big trials, so that'd be a lot of fun. So, Scott,
5: yeah,
4: how was uh, your mother's experience at competing at a really high level? Uh, influenced you and in, in how you compete at at a level and what kind of advice has she given you through the years? My
2: mom tells me uh stay safe, be smart, and then kick butt pretty much before every match, uh, every big tournament. Uh, or stay safe, stay humble, kick kick butt. And uh I just that's just kind of a thing that we do. Uh she uh she always say that she, she, she can't hold my jock trap or something like that. My mom was, a, was, a, was a beast. My mom was awesome. Uh, she's too humble. She, uh she's a lot better than uh, she, she, since you uh, thinks she was, my dad always tells me that she was uh, our 99 pounder, uh, like Olympic team, basically our rep, but that wasn't a weight class. So she had to go up to one six. My mom was four feet 11, by the way, she's really little. And, uh the girl that ended up being able to make the Olympic team uh didn't make way at the Olympics but was winning uh ranking Olympic ranking tournaments at 122 um overseas and at 106. Uh, my mom lost her on like judge's decision so my mom was right there with a girl that didn't make way and didn't even allow us to have a rep at the Olympics but that's okay she's she's uh I don't know, she's proud of me and wants to see me do my best i mean i i, I think i a lot like her she's very talented and very uh very athletic so
5: Perfect. We got time for maybe one more before we bring in coach brands. Uh, Cody, go ahead.
0: Um, just kind of piggybacking a little bit off of the last question I asked you the, 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 the dominance of, of the team and the, the focus of the staff and, and all the, you know, all the wrestlers that are going to St. Louis. I mean, this, this was probably the, the idea. Um, and even last year, this was probably the idea that, you know, Tom and Terry were, you know, pitching you on when they were trying to get you to come to Iowa in the first place. How how nice has it been to kind of see all of this really come to fruition and you guys are in position to do what, you know, they kind of promised you and what they kind of sold you on this vision of bringing Iowa wrestling back to the top?
2: I mean, that's what has been since I've got here. Just every year is get better, compete harder, um, Train smarter, whatever, and you know I promised President Bruce Harold uh, that I would bring him a national title before uh, I graduated. So he hasn't retired yet, so plan on doing just that. And it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we believe in the coaching staff. We believe in everyone. Our entire entirety of the staff at the University at Iowa.
7: Hey, Dayton, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, hey, I remember this morning we we talked on the OSU call, and you said that you've been going to the NCAA tournament since 2006. Uh, And, you know, it's crazy how many St. Louis has hosted. So uh, just, I guess, what was it like going to, you know, as as a kid, going to those tournaments, and and now for you, in a city where, you know, it's been hosted a lot, that that you are the number one seed?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's a you know, going to those tournaments when I was, you know, so young, you know, eight, nine years old, it really helped me, you know, develop a love for the sport at a, at a pretty young age. And, you know, I was watching pretty high level wrestling at a young age too. So just, you know, seeing, you know, champion after champion, you know, come through the NCAA tournament, you know, it kind of gave me the mindset where, you know, I just pictured myself doing that someday.
7: And, you know, to have that opportunity, you know, I'm, Extremely blessed. Uh, so, uh, out of I mean, out of all the ones you've been to as a kid, is, is there a favorite moment that sticks out to you? Um, you know, two thousand six.
8: That's the that's the last year that Oklahoma State won a team national title. So, you know, that's that's the reason I came came to Oklahoma State is to you know bring bring a national title back back to the water.
7: Thanks.
5: Dayton, for those who kind of aren't familiar, talk us through your decision to kind of work through, you know, you weren't going to wrestle last year and then to make the decision to come back uh, and put yourself back in play here in 2021.
8: Um. Yeah, you know, I didn't get to wrestle for a year, so I feel like I needed to get as much mat time as as possible leading up to the Olympic trials, and that was the main uh Mainly, you know that was, that was what the decision came down to with me and my coaching staff you know I need I need to be on the mat and just to you know get some mat time and why not why wouldn't i you know want to wrestle in a you know, a free year it's a you know there's nothing to nothing to lose You might as well go out there and compete yours I think for a lot of fans at
5: 133. 133- as people try to look ahead as kind of one of the compelling weight classes. Is there something that you kind of look at there, or look ahead, or, you know, just your thought as you kind of looked yesterday, if you even looked and, and looked at the bracket and saw it as out?
8: Um, you know, I've been to, I've been in enough state tournaments where, I, you know, I know that the brackets don't, they don't ever play out the way they're supposed to. You know, there's always upsets. And, you know, being the number one seed, that's the, people want to knock off the number one seed. And, you know, that just reminds me that I need to take, you know, every match. Like it's, you know, just focus on that one match, take it one match at a time, you know, prepare for that one match and then move on to the next one, the next round.
5: What are your thoughts on the Cowboys as a whole and, you know, the group of you that are going to be coming to St. Louis and the prospects of what you guys can do uh, coming off a shared Big 12 title and what you can do as a team in St. Louis?
8: Um, you know, I think our team, we've – we've yet to wrestle to our full potential, which, you know, I don't think that's, that's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, we we can show up, we can, you know, we can shock some people. You know, I think a lot of our guys are in a good a good position to, you know, make a run at, you know, placing pretty high and, and make the finals a, a couple weights. weeks. All
5: right. I oh, know you had... Uh... Some time this morning with some folks there. I mean, one last chance to see if Mike or Adam or anybody have anything. Otherwise, we won't keep you any longer than we need to. Here. So. Yeah.
7: Well, I was just going to ask. You know, no, uh, you uh, you talked about a, a chance of su- surprise from people. Is it, are there some weights in particular where, where where you guys think that OSU can surprise people?
8: Uh, you know, I think I think we have an opportunity to you know, all American every weight. Okay. And. If we wrestle to our, our, our full potential, we we can do that. And you know, it's not going to be easy. You know, everybody's going to be. Uh, you know, there's not going to be any easy matches at the national yeah. tournament. But we, uh, you know, we have the skill. We've worked. We put the work in, and uh, we just got to go out there and make it happen. Thanks.
1: short turnaround this year between ncaa's and olympic team trials is olympic team trials something on your radar or is is ncaa's the sole focus
6: uh ncaa's is a sole focus but um you know i still have to qualify for the trials so i mean that's in the back of my head for sure it'd be a really um a really great way to finish off the season by winning it all and then qualifying for olympic trials so that's uh, that plan is definitely in the works. Um, and I'd really like to be able to, to participate in that event. Um, so although NCAA is the sole focus, um, you know, I'm thinking of it as, you know, I, I win NCAAs, I'll be on a, a pretty good heater and uh, would be able to go to go on to Olympic trials then.
9: Andy Elder, go ahead. Hayden, could you just talk about the dynamic of having Trent um, in the room and on campus with you and, and what kind of advantages you feel that gives you?
6: Well, I think we know each other so well at this point um, that, you know, not only can we be teammates together, but um, you know, we are obviously brothers and and we can have that relationship side by side. Um, But there's just a a, a big connection where, um, you know, if we're in the room together, we're probably not wrestling each other um, with size difference now, but um, we still know what motivates each other. Um, You know, Know what calms each other down, and so whenever you get to big events like the NCAA tournament, it's really good to have somebody like that in your corner um, because you know they serve as, um, you know, they wear many different hats. You know, Trent's a a personal coach to me. Um, He's my best friend. You know, my brother. You know, you count it, and so um, you know it's really nice to have somebody like that in your corner um, because no matter what what's going on, uh, there's a good chance that he knows what's going on with me, and so I think having that relationship is, uh, is really important.
5: Travis, go ahead. And then Ryan, you can go after Travis.
0: Hey, I'm just curious as a guy who's wrestled a lot at a lot of matches in the past in this year, having what, I think nine, how did you keep your edge up? How did you keep your intensity? Not having, you know, the head to head competition you normally would.
6: Yeah, I think it wasn't too bad actually, because of the the way that the season was condensed. And I think I wrestled more matches than, probably anybody else in the, in the, um, in the country in terms of like freestyle stuff before the season. I think I got close to, I think I got close to 10 matches in the, like in the fall um, slash leading up into the season. And so, you know, although those don't count on my record, I still, you know, use them and it was technically part of the season. I think I wrestled like six or seven matches at, in Iowa city. I wrestled a couple of times at the RTC cup Uh, We wrestled uh, Nittany Lion Wrestling Club in their event in um, December. And so although I wasn't wrestling um, folk style in those, it was still, you know, it kind of gave me a a basic progression of what the season's usually like. And then once we hit January, it was a pretty consistent schedule where, you know, once every weekend we'd be wrestling. And so I think we did a good job of getting like a feel of what an NCAA tournament would be like. Um, I got that back in October. And then, um, you know, we just kind of trained in preparing for this tournament. And although there wasn't like a big tournament like Las Vegas or Southern Scuffle, you know, we still kind of had those, um, you know, moments in our training where we were trying to simulate what the NCAA tournament would be like. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a different season and everybody's got, um, you know, less matches. I'm coming in with nine matches. You know, I was still wrestling every weekend, though. And um, the training wasn't a whole lot different than it would be years prior.
10: Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, hey, Hayden. Um, Wanted to ask you about the double down theme that
0: you kind of gave this season for the team. How has that gone? Has it gone to expectations? And how have your teammates reacted to that?
6: Yeah, so last year, whenever the NCAA tournament got canceled, um, you know, a lot of us were searching for um, any kind of motivation or just like, you know, why, you know, what do we do now? And, um, you know, I challenged the rest of the team with um, thinking of this year as a way that we can double down on the efforts that we put in last year. And so, you know, that means, you know, we had a great year last year. We did everything, you know, almost to perfection. You know, we were perfect in the dual meet season. We won ACC's, won the regular season ACC championship and just didn't get a chance to cap it off. And, um, you know, this year, just thinking of it as, you know, how can we double down on on what we did last year? And, uh, you know, we have the same – pretty much the same team. Um, I mean, one or two guys are changed in the lineup. But I, I think we did a great job of, of using last year as, as kind of fuel to um, move us forward this year. And um, now that we're here at the NCAA tournament, it feels like it's been so long since I've – you know, I feel like the person that wrestled at Nationals two years ago, you know, I'm almost completely different now. And so uh, I, think, I think the double-down theme worked. And now it's about cashing in. You know, we, we've got this big opportunity in front of us. We've got nine guys going to the national tournament. And, um, you know, if, if we all put up some points, we can do a lot of damage and, you know, bring home a team trophy. And so I think that's all that we wanted. Um, and we felt like we could have done it last year. And so now this year, it's like there's a little bit of, um, you know, that intrinsic motivation where it's kind of worth double.
9: Andy, go ahead. Hayden, you're somewhat of a pioneer with the NC State program in that you have the opportunity to be the first four-time All-American. I know the goal is to concentrate on the next match, get those five wins, get the title. But what would it mean to you to be the first four-time All-American program
6: history? For sure, it would mean a lot. Um, just looking at, like, the alumni base and, and um, how often I get to, you know, come across them, it's uh, it's one big you know, fraternity almost, that um, you want to be involved with the greats of, of this program. And, um, you know, we've taken a really big step in recent years in, um, you know, kind of growing the NC State brand. And I think, you know, to be the first four-time All-American, it, it, it's crazy to me to think about with, with all the talents that, that have come across, um, you know, this program, but, I mean, like Nick Wisdowski was a four-time All-American. He won it three times um, at NC State, and and the other one was at um, Binghamton. And so, you know, technically I think I consider him a four-time All-American for the Wolfpack, you know, because he's claimed here and he's, a, he's reached legendary status. And so to be able to join a group like that, that would be pretty special to me.
9: And if I may, um, I know this is thinking way far ahead, but you have the opportunity to come back and maybe make it five next year. Have you thought about – what lies ahead after this year and after the trials?
6: Yeah, um, you know that's a big a big talking point, and um, I've actually made my decision. Um, I just I'm not releasing it publicly yet. Um, I just think it it'd be best for me to just concentrate on this year. And um, once the NCAA tournament concludes, I'll um, I'll be releasing what I'm what my plans are for next year. Um, but I mean, I just I took it into a lot of factors, um, and I think it's just best for me to. Um, you know, I've told my family and told my coaches, everybody knows what's, what's going on, but I just feel like it'd be best for the focus of our team and myself where, um, you know, I'll wait until after the tournament's over just because I think there's just so much go that it goes into this tournament. You know, you don't want any outside, um, storylines to happen. You know, there's, there's enough of that as is. And, um, you know, just taking it like the, the one match at a time approach is huge. And so just taking it this tournament, um, really embracing it and, and, uh, enjoying myself with it. I, I would rather not, um, have to deal with the, you know, outside looming imp- implication about what's coming from next year.
0: All right. We'll go to Travis next. And just to follow up on what you said about Gwiz and, uh, attaining legendary status, what is the criteria for that? And, uh, I guess, what does that mean for, for your program to achieve that? What, what is that a combination of, uh, I would imagine wins, uh, personality, maybe history with the program. How would you describe that for
6: well, I mean, um, even though there's not a technically a four time All-American yet, um, there's been, I'm trying to think, uh, six different, six or seven different national champions. And so I think there's a pretty clear criteria what you need to do to reach the legendary status. And that's um, that's when it all. But I think um, with what I've been able to do so far was just the the consistency of my career. Um, I've got a really high winning percentage, I think, second to only quiz you know, I, I don't really like to do like the whole Mount Rushmore talks, but I think if I can take care of um, what I need to take care of next weekend, um, I feel like I'll be in the, the kind of same conversation as guys like him. And um, he's obviously had, uh, you know, a lot of success on the international scene, getting uh, multiple world medals. Um, but, you know, he's the standard and uh, he's, he's the kind of guy that you want to be mentioned with. And so, you know, I'm not really someone that um you know, thinks about their place and uh, you know what people think about me very much. Um, but uh, you know, being able to be you know talked about with uh, with the likes of of Gwiz, um, you yeah, know, that that's all I really need. I don't I don't need anything more than that. Um, you know, that's a pretty good accomplishment as is. And so I'm, I'm in a good spot right now. I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized uh, how much the fans really appreciated me being here. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I, 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 came to NC state, not understanding anything of their culture. I didn't know anything about what the school was like, you know, I, I, would watched the Netflix or the 30 for 30 documentary, um, survive in advance. And that was pretty much the only thing I knew about NC state athletics and to, uh, now, you know, five years later, just be so submerged in what NC state is and what, what it means to be a part of the Wolfpack, I think, that's really special. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have changed it for anything.
5: Ryan, go ahead.
6: Hayden, what was
0: it like for you when the seeds were revealed and you and Trent were both number two seeds and how much do you think he's looking forward to his first NCAA championships?
6: Yeah, I don't think we, um, like, I think we've had some talks about just, uh, you know, like what we would think. And it's nice to like, not be taken back by something. Um, I, I think there was like a, two years ago, whenever seed released, I was like a little bit surprised where I was. I think I got the fifth seed and, um, you know, there was, you know, I could have been anywhere from like three to five. And so it, it's nice to kind of go in where you feel like, you know, where you are. And that was the kind of thing with me this year. Um, it, not like I really pay attention to it too often. I usually just like, like to see who I have first round and then we'll move on from there. But, um, I knew Trent was kind of in the same stage where he could be in the, like the two to four range. And, you know, when we both got to, it, it felt kind of nice because, um, you know, we do everything you know, together anyway. So we might as well come in at the same point of the bracket. Um, but uh, I mean, the, the, the thing is like the coaches are, are really good about keeping our, our heads level about what that means. And, you know, the biggest theme is, you know, I know, I've been, you know, I, I've been to two of these tournaments and, um, you know, I've, I've had the most matches out of anybody on my team at the national tournament at this point, maybe outside of Tariq. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is you, you do have to take one match at a time. Everybody, you know, says that's a cliche, but I mean, if it's talked about that often, it probably works. And so, you know, the big thing for Trent and I is just focus on the first round, um, focus on that first day. And, you know, that's all you can really do at this point. You know, everybody's good. Uh, there's going to be matchups that happen that, surprise you or the bracket shake out like in ways that you know they're not supposed to on paper so you you got to be um be ready to get thrown in the kitchen sink at this point
9: Andy Hayden you've had a lot of success at the NCAA tournament and you've had some some heartbreaking losses what have those experiences taught you that you can use uh, next weekend
6: for sure I think out of everybody in the field um, you know, I've been the, I've been you know the farthest you know in this bracket, um, and I've also taken the most brutal losses that you can possibly think of, and so yeah, it, it's just time uh, to kind of reverse that trend. That's that's the big thing for me is, um, you know, I'm proven and I've I've been you know I've gone the distance in this bracket. I know what it's like to reach Saturday night, and I know what it's uh, it's like to reach Saturday. Um, you know, and and I think looking back at at um, you know my journey, it's you know, I've taken on one of the, the greats that NCAA wrestling has ever seen. And, um, you know, I've gone the distance with him and I don't know if there's a lot of other people out there that can say the same. And um, even though, you know, those losses to NOLF ended up, you know, with an L, you know, I still feel like, um, you know, I have that, you know, I have that experience of, of taking on somebody great. And, um, you know, now that I've gotten older, and more mature, you know, I, I know what it takes to to win at every... Um, single stage except for the finals and I I think you just take that um, even though they were pretty heartbreaking in 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 the moment you know you take that as as experience and you just realize that nobody else has really seen that yet so I I mean you the only way you can look at look back on it is you know I've been here before Um, I know what it feels like to lose and I know what it feels like like to win and certainly a lot better um, to get your hand raised for sure
9: if I could just follow up, have you and Trent allowed yourselves to think about what it would be like if you both stood at the top of the podium on Saturday night and what the scene would be like once you got back to Lewistown?
6: Uh, I I'm yeah. I mean, that's a a long distance away. There's, there's five or 10 wins between us that need to happen for that, but that's always been the goal. I won't lie to, to be able to win it with Trent would, would be, um, you know, accomplishment much bigger than myself. And, uh, I think it was the Brands brothers who did it last. And uh, no, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. There, there's been some really great sets of brothers in the sport, but to do it in the same year would, uh, it would be something really special. And I can only imagine how Lewistown would react to that. But, um, you know, we're taking things uh, one step at a time for now. I think that's been the theme of my message so far. Um, but the thing is we'll, we'll be with each other every step of the way. Um, can I see it happening? Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's a, and a little bit of an extra incentive is, uh, you know, to do it side by side with somebody.
5: All right. We'll let, we'll let Ryan Tice get the last question for Hayden here. And then we'll transition to coach. Go ahead, Ryan. Hayden,
10: you mentioned
5: the culture of NC state, but I wanted to ask you about the
0: wrestling fan base at NC state. How much have you seen it grow during your five years at the school?
6: Yeah, I think there was a, a tweet by Pat that went viral a few months ago and it was the first dual meet that they had um, whenever he showed up to NC State. And you could probably, you know, count them individually in the stands was probably around 50 or 60 people. And then, you know, last year, whenever we wrestled UNC in a top 10 match, you know, we nearly filled out the place. And so, you know, you look at that, that progression, that journey, and you think there's so many things going against you to do that. One. You know, in the South, um, you know, there's great wrestling in the South and in certain areas, but there's not that like level of of wrestling culture that you'll see in a place like Pennsylvania. You know, like growing up in high school, um, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise for us to walk out into our high school gym and be more than you know, a thousand to two thousand people in there. And so, you know, you grow up with that kind of sense of of wrestling culture in Pennsylvania. And, you know, being that I'm, you know, two hours from Lehigh, a half an hour from Penn State, you know, you're used to growing up with these huge wrestling crowds. And then to finally see it kind of come to fruition at NC State, it's like, wow, this is something really special here, just because you know, we had to, you know, grow a fan base just from the uh, basis of uh, we're a really good athletics team. Um, a lot of the, the fans at NC State, you know, they don't start out as wrestling fans, they started out as NC State fans. And you know, they appreciate the hard work and, and the success that we found. And so they want to root for a winner. And, you know, whenever they show up um, to Reynolds Coliseum for a dual meet, it's very hard for them to want to leave. Um, we put on a really great product and are able to showcase our athletes really well. So that journey is, is everything because I was able to see it firsthand. You know, I came in whenever NC state was on the, on the rise and really kind of breaking through. And even from there until where I am now, it's uh it's like we're a mainstay now. Um, you know, we're not afraid to say that. You know, you know, why not be a wrestling school? You know, we might not be in an area where you know wrestling's huge, but we can certainly fill out a fill out a crowd. And um, you know, that's 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 a movement that you can you know really be proud of for the rest of your life. You know, no matter what happens with individual accomplishments or anything like that, you know, I was able to help grow something, and I can really you know I can really lean on that.
4: Congratulations, Aaron, on, on your Big Ten championship. Can you talk about the difference a year makes from what happened last year to winning the Big Tens and not going the NCAAs to this year?
10: Um, I think uh, a year plays a big difference, you know. Um, obviously, more mature in my wrestling and uh, better mindset. And like I said, in uh, post-interview, Big Ten championships was, you know, remembering why I'm wrestling. I think um, just mindset and going into that makes a big difference. So a year for me has been a great opportunity to grow, not only as a wrestler, but as a man and in faith.
4: How disappointed were you from last year not been able to wrestle?
10: Well, we you know obviously it's unfortunate. That's the part of the season you train the hardest for. And, um, you know, you want to be able to compete and go out there and show people, you know, what you're capable of and go glorify God. So whenever it's being taken away, Obviously, you know, it's it's hard on you, but what we have now is another opportunity to go do that.
3: Thank you, Aaron.
10: Jake, go ahead.
3: Yeah, Aaron, you know, we've heard Kale talk a lot about the freshmen and just how special, you know, he thinks they are, you know, from your perspective, what's impressed you about what you've seen from them?
10: I would just say the way they compete, you know, um, they love to compete. They love to go out there and relax and wrestle. So um, when you see that in young guys, it's very rare. You know, a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves when we first get to college. So just the fact that they can put all that stuff to the side and just go do what they love to do is what stands out to me the most. Andy Elder, go ahead. Hey, Aaron. I was just wondering, going into a tournament, the number
9: one seed, how does that change your perspective or how you prepare your mindset?
10: It doesn't. Um, Wrestling's wrestling. Whoever seeding, you know, it's numbers. Just like rankings, whenever you're not ranked number one, you have the same mindset. So... I think if you allow it to change your mindset, you're kind of doing the wrong thing, you know? So just focusing on wrestling, what got you there. And whoever's in front of you, you focus on that match by match. Jake, go ahead.
3: Yeah, Aaron, you know, obviously, this was Brady's first tournament in, I think, close to over a year. And obviously, he qualified for NCAAs. You know, given all that he's been through and sort of what you've seen from him, you know, what's impressed you about what you've seen from Brady?
10: Just grit, you know. Um, he's been faced with a lot of adversity and that most people wouldn't want to come back from. And um, his love for the sport, just it over, it, it over and outshines all the adversity he's been through. So I said, that's just amazing that to, to see the resilience in him and just to be able to go out there after all he's been through and still compete and have fun with it is, um it says something about his character. Andy. Aaron, you talked
9: on Sunday about overcoming that injury you had on Saturday and, and how it, was a test of, of your personal ability and your mindset. Um having overcome that, how do you use that to your to your advantage going into the NCAA tournament?
10: Yeah, it's um it's a great advantage whenever you are able to bounce back from something mid match or you know deal with adversity in a tournament. I just think it it shows you kind of how much heart and showed me how much heart I, I truly have and um because you know we have those those negative thoughts like before a match I'm like man my ankle like I really can't move this way but to go out there and to still perform and to get the job done it just um it lets you know like hey i can still do this with adversity so when adversity comes in the future it's like i've done this before and let's just keep this positive mindset and we'll go get it done or actually we'll go to jake right now go ahead jake
3: yeah, Aaron, so obviously, you know, you didn't get an NCAA tournament last year, but, you know, obviously Nick and Roman and those guys have competed at NCAAs. I mean, have they talked to you at all about, like, if there's any big difference between competing at the Big Tens versus competing at NCAAs and things like that?
10: Yeah, you know, um, those guys, they always, they give advice. You know, it's my first, like you said, NCAA tournament as well. I think um, the main thing they tell you is don't change up anything now, you know, what's what's gotten you there. Um, it's, a, it's a bigger stage, but that doesn't mean you got to wrestle different. Just be yourself and go out there and have fun, and, um, and the rest will do, it, do its job. Again, please raise your hand if you have a question for Aaron.
9: Andy, if you still have something, you can go ahead. Aaron, having been through a tournament with a limited amount of fans in the stands and, and not as much electricity and excitement as normal, what did you learn from that, and uh, what would you take into the NCAAs with a similar atmosphere coming up?
10: Um, I can hear my coaches a lot better, so that's a positive. That's, that's mainly what I noticed. Other than that, you know, you're in the zone, you're wrestling, but with a lot of fans and a lot of outside noise, sometimes it might be hard to hear the instructions from the corners, but I heard every word, so that's the main thing.
1: Mike Willis. Hey, Aaron. Uh, the Olympic team trials are less than a month away. What does peaking for both the NCAAs and then the Olympic pretty shortly after look like for
10: you? Um, You know, after NCAAs, not, not you know, coming back in the room and going hard, taking a little break, whether it's a couple of days, just to relax my body and um, get my mind back on track, you know. So I would say not overdoing it, just because it's right around the corner, but allowing myself to rest. The NCA tournament is a, you get a lot of matches in with the best guys in the country. So you got to make sure you're looking out for your body and not kind of forcing yourself ahead just to feel prepared.
1: Elton Hayes, you can go ahead next. Hey, Aaron, thanks for the time this morning. Um, you know, so listening to you speak, you're a guy who, you know, you're not ashamed about wearing your faith on your sleeve. Uh, I wanted to just ask you, um, what role that plays, you know, in your wrestling? Um, You've mentioned that adversity that you faced on Saturday with the injury. Um, you know, how, how did your faith kind of, you know, wh- wh- how did you channel that? You know, wh- what role does it play in you?
10: Um, for me, it's everything, like, like I said, the, the biggest difference from last year to this year is, um, you know, me putting God first and first last year when I was competing, a lot of times, you know, we hear we get caught up in things like media and, and um, the outside factors of winning and losing. But, you know, when I put God first, that's my piece to go wrestle and do what he's blessed me to do. And when I, you know, when I know that's why I'm here, there's no pressure. You know, I'm relaxed. It's like regardless what happens, you know, God's giving given me everything to, to be a light for fans and for my loved ones back at home and my family. So, you know, just thinking that way and with that mindset and just going out there to wrestle for him, there's no pressure because I know regardless of what happens, it's going to bring me closer to him and it's only going to elevate me as a man, which obviously helps my wrestling. But I would just say peace. You know, that's where I'm able to just go out there and put my faith in him and let it fly. And that's when you see the miracles. That's when you see the best me is whenever I'm relaxed. So,
5: Jake, go ahead.
3: Yeah, Aaron. So, you know, I know you and Greg spent some time out in Colorado Springs uh, under Kevin Jackson and at the Olympic Training Center. You know, how important was that for you? And how have you seen Greg grow, you know, from those days out in Colorado Springs to now?
10: I'd say um, the, the Colorado Springs experience was, was amazing for me and, and both him as well. Like, um, we we're on our own for the first time. We we're both young, 17, 18 years old. So, you know, um, dealing with that kind of mold you to just becoming a man. But as well, as that just when it comes to the wrestling aspect, just becoming more professional, I think it's helped us out a lot and just um, one of those aspects, it helps your game whenever you're more professional at a younger age, you don't see that a lot. And that's why like, um, you see a lot of guys take these, these learning curves. But when you can be professional at a young age, which is what the OTC kind of taught us, then you'll have earlier success in your career. So blessed for that.
5: Uh, what you felt uh, led to a better performance a more dominant performance against Paris uh, in this year's Big Ten compared to last year's
11: Uh, I think uh, my performance this year was a lot better than last year just uh, preparation determination and knowing I can go out there and score a lot of points I think uh, this year is about proving myself and proving that there's a large gap between me and the rest of the field and I think um, overall just my preparation going into this just score as many points as possible and put bonus points on the board. And so I think that's what is separating me right now
1: from the fact.
5: Mike Willis, go ahead.
1: Hey Gable, Uh short turnaround time between NCAA championships and the Olympic team trials. Um, how do you peak for both of those events? And uh, what does the kind of in-between space look like for you? Um, just, just making sure I can maintain
11: uh, all the right things, lifting, wrestling and, Going strong overall, I think, is the main thing going into this next few weeks with the NCAA championships and Olympic trials. Um, just gonna take them one match at a time at the NCAA tournament, and I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long, great weekend for me. And the turnaround for that is just get home, relax for a day, but I got to get right back to it and go down to Texas to try to win the Olympic trial spot too. So it's a busy little
1: schedule, but I'm ready for it. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, um, I think a, a lot of people you know, look at the, this heavyweight field and think it's probably one of the most credential they'd ever seen, you know, given junior junior, and, and cadet level accomplishments mm-hmm. and, and the guys wrestling. And, and yet, you know, despite that, you're still out there bonusing everybody you're wrestling. Um, what's it like to, to be at that level that, you know, seems to be a tier uh, above the field? And how do you maintain mm-hmm. that level? I um, just just we we constantly train hard we
11: we focus on the right things uh, here at Minnesota with uh, I think with the coaching staff and the, the training they put me through I think we have the the best opportunities overall to win national titles and, and get all Americans in all weight classes and so I think me specifically just my goal this year was to separate myself from the number two guy and three guy in the country and there's still one more week to prove it and I'm ready to reprove it again
5: Rachel, go ahead, and then Andy, you can go after Rachel.
2: Yeah, Gable, uh, with the, the Olympic trials and the NCAA so close, is this helpful in any way to you? I mean, does it help get you ready for trials to have the kind of big match that you're going to have here at the NCAAs?
11: Yeah, I think it's very helpful for me to have these matches at the NCAA tournament, especially going into the Olympic trials with a lot of a different field, a lot of older guys that are, more mature than me especially and there's some there's some great heavyweights coming into the the usa field ready to try to get to this olympic spot and so i believe that me wrestling these matches and and getting the endurance that i need to go into the next few weeks is very important for me
5: gable i'm curious what you've you've taken from previous uh gopher heavyweights lesnar conrad uh, tony nelson are there you've been in contact with all those guys and what sort of things advice tips comments have you gotten from them
11: uh tony nelson's real great help for me he's still in the practice room training with me he's my he's my main focus and main training partner he's uh he was dominant back in the day and he showed me how to really turn it around this year and how to be be great in overall every spot that you need to be wrestling is such a a variety of moves and and such and so being able to understand all positions and perfect every single position was the main thing this year and he helped great with that
5: jeff wall go ahead uh, Gable hi thanks for doing this
6: uh, I guess with with everything you've been through in the last year plus between being reinstated winning the Big Ten title and then having last year's NCAA meet canceled what's what's the motivation level like to get back and, and chase another championship this year? Uh, There's a lot of motivation to a lot of a lot of
11: a lot of doubters out there a lot of a lot of people that change their minds on who I was as a person and and so me me being able to win this NCAA championship mean the world to me and my family and I think overall, just like I mentioned before, I'm going to take it one match at a time, grind it out and come out on
1: top Saturday night,
5: Mike. And then Andy.
1: People, uh, we know you've got WWE and, and pro wrestling on your mind. I think you've said in some interviews, uh, you know, 2020, 2021 Olympics might be like your, your last, uh, uh, amateur wrestling, if you want to call it that event, uh, you still feeling that way? Do we see you in a Minnesota singlet next year, or a Team USA singlet after that? Um,
11: I mean, the questions are all in the air with that. I think uh, I love the WWE. I love the the organization and what they bring to the table. And it's uh, it's gonna be a hard process. It's gonna be a lot of opportunities for me to go through. But right now, I am sticking with staying staying here and staying staying active in the wrestling scene. And we'll see what happens after the Olympics, and we'll go from there.
5: I will right, we'll
11: go Andy next and then Rachel after Andy. Yeah, well,
5: you've been you've been vocal a few times about your your praise of Spencer Lee. Um what kind of uh where does that come from? Obviously he's, you know, incredibly dominant, but where does that uh, uh, admiration come from do you think?
11: Um I love watching Spencer Lee. I think he's the way he wrestles and how he takes care of his business on the mat is is phenomenal. He's uh he separated himself so deeply in, in the 125 field that there is literally no other person that can compete with him overall and everyone believes it too. And I wanted to take what he has done and put it into the heavyweight division and make sure that people can understand that I can do the same thing and create that separation myself and make sure that there is no, another title contender overall, but I'm very fond of Iowa. I love Iowa, their style, their pace, their, their hard work and dedication is, is phenomenal. Tom and Terry are some of my favorite coaches out there, even though we're rivals with them, I guess, but, Spencer's just separate himself. He's on a different level. I, I, I only watched two matches at the big Ted tournament. He was one of them and just taking notes from him is, is key. And he's this, he's crazy. He's great overall. Like it's, it's like a while.
2: Wow. Yeah. Gable, I wanted to ask you about the victory over, uh, Gwizdowski at the STC <laughs> cup. Uh, yeah. was quite a statement that you made. How much confidence did you get from that? And
8: did that give you a boost going into the college season?
11: I gained a I gained a lot of confidence from being Wiz. I know he's the he was a top top heavyweight for a while, and I I trained with Wiz for when I was really young, like 16 years old. And to be able to compete with him and actually beat him in a wrestling match was was a great confidence builder for me, and and shows that I am I can compete at a high level with these guys, especially on the world team too, world team too. And going into season that gave me a lot of great confidence too because he is he's beating everybody in college and everyone else, and he is a two-time national champion. I want to had the same accolades as him, but, the, but push it to the next level.
5: Let's go to Randy Johnson next.
4: Yeah. Gable, uh, going all the way back to your freshman year, you, you seem to have a lot of fun on the, on the mat, uh, on the mat. Uh, you did the only all, all one time there, anything in store for the NCAAs Isn't that uh, along those lines.
11: Mm-hmm. I don't know. There might be a lot of things I do. I, I come up like, on the spot in the match and I, I don't really plan it out so I right now no but I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be some type of showmanship for me just to to get more viewership and get a lot of more people tuned in I mean it's, it's what I do I try not to be a bad guy and a villain overall but it's just just how I've been my whole life I just love the the entertainment and I love being able to put on a show for a lot of people and have them tune in to every time I, I wrestle so I mean, you might see the obby shuffle again. You might, you might see a flip. You might see a backflip. You never know. A follow-up on that. Uh, there's, there's a
4: potential quarterfinal matchup between you and uh, Penn State's uh, Greg uh, Kirkvliet,
11: former high school rival. Looking to, looking to head to that at all? Uh, I mean, it's going to be – I mean, if he gets to that point, I mean, which he's got to wrestle his own matches to get to me. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not worried about no other heavyweight out there in the college team. I'm going to go out there and do my business like I like I proved last week I should and it's going to be he's going to be a, he's a phenomenal person great wrestler but at the end of the day I'm going to go out there and score points and dominate everyone I see we'll
5: move
6: to Jeff Wall next Gable, I know you're gonna be largely focused on yourself and and how you're gonna you know perform over the over the course of the weekend, but you've got eight teammates who are also there. What does that say about the Minnesota program and, and what's that gonna be like to
4: share that experience with all those guys there?
11: It's gonna be nice to share that experience with all them guys there. Are a lot of guys I've grown up with for a long time now, like a, a freshman, Andrew Sparks and Marcus Blanco are gonna come in and and try to step on the podium for the first time. And it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to see a, a new batch of new batch of guys come in and go to go down to St. Louis and try to make a statement We're we're a very young team. And I think, uh, it's only going to be up from here. We're going to, in a few years, I believe that we can be a top team in the country and compete with Iowa and especially Penn state too. And I believe that with the, with the recruitment that we're doing right now and and the things that are going into play for us, the facilities we have, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bright side. There's a bright side to Minnesota.
4: Yeah. Gable, um, how, how good does it feel just getting the chance to, Compete in the NCAAs this year after it was taken away last
3: year um, by COVID.
11: It feels great to get the chance to go out there, especially since freshman year, I, I took them two losses, and, and one at the NCAA tournament. It's going to, especially last year with it being canceled at U.S. Bank Stadium in our home city, I think uh, this year, a lot of people, we're all grateful to go out there and compete at the, the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a, we're going to have a great time. I'm going to join myself, soak it all in, and, do what I need to do at the end of the day, so it'll be nice.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I am super excited to watch those guys compete this week. Thursday is going to be here in a blink, so get ready. It's going to be action-packed, a ton of fun, as the NCAA championships usually are. But that's all we've got today. Long show, but thank you a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. Be sure to subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, videos, podcasts. Be sure to check back all this week too, guys. More podcasts, more stories to get you ready for the NCAA championships in St. Louis. It's going to be great, guys. You will not want to miss a thing, so be sure to check out all of that. You can find links for it all as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. That's all for this episode, guys. Thanks again for listening. We will talk again soon.